This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the flame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Pete's got a chance and scores. Jack Pete scores. Heffel is in there. Schmidt scores for Huddersfield Town. 3-2 Town. For a sherry, Danny Ward saves. Danny Ward saves. The quarter's in. Round the hair. 2 0 on a field town. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance. Welcome to episode 39 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Sadly, another podcast on another defeat. So this episode might not be all sunshine and flowers. Joining me today is no shrinking violet Neil Wayne. Making his debut in a new arrangement is in exotic escape is Simon Copland. And finally, a man who likes to drop a few tulips during recordings is Richard Cosmala. Yo! The energy. Do, do, do. Whoa. Alright, okay. Now so sorry Cosy, you can't sing because this episode is once again sponsored by AKLD. I never could sing anyway. <laughs> Andy Kay, a big town fan since nineteen seventy one and owner of AKLD training, is sponsoring this episode by unsponsoring Cosy Ryoki. So I'm afraid Cosy, mate, you are You're gagged. not singing. Yeah, we know. Andy Kay, uh, qualified life and business coach, is a leadership development facilitator, coach, trainer, and has been working with companies to improve their leadership skills over the past 15 years. Andy's roots are based in emotional intelligence and sports psychology. So if you're interested uh, in what Andy's got to offer, uh, check out uh, his LinkedIn profile, which we will post along with this podcast. So thanks again to Andy. And we'll start this podcast as well by sending out our Best and well wishes to the family of John Vaughan, uh, who died recently after the, the Cardiff game as well. So the best wishes go out to the, the Vaughan family as well. Right, Luton Town away. I was excited. I thought we'd win the game, uh, Cosy. Um, I, I genuinely thought that Saturday was the day that we won our first game. Five past four, Matt. A couple of years. and drinking everything on a Friday night does to you. 
And then within the first 25 minutes, Town were unable to get out of their own penalty box in possession. And um, we, we struggled with Luton parking the, well, packing the middle of the midfield, really. Um, Luton playing a, a diamond midfield, which then sort of suppressed our central midfield and stopped us from playing out. So we, we kind of struggled, didn't we, for quite a while to adapt tactically to, to what Luton had to offer. So it was an odd game to go 4-4-2 and play out from the back, Cosy. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that first. I want to talk about the experience of Luton Town away, the much vaunted, the much talked about. I I was shocked. I was very shocked. I didn't expect what we got. It was absolutely incredible, wasn't it, mate? I've never, I've never been, so this would have... Another one ticked off, but what's it like? You're going up, you're going over people's gardens, aren't you? Some of the worst gardens you'll ever see. I could touch someone's satellite dish, but it was one of those old, old ones from like 1984. It was... How does it get a safe, safety certificate? It was like you were below sea level. Like, it was absolutely audible, wasn't it? And that as well. I, I've never seen as many people posting pictures of a, an away ground for a town away because it just was incredible. And yeah, the real nasty atmosphere, I just thought, leading up to it. Everything about it were... Not good. I I didn't like the day whatsoever, and uh, probably touched a bit on it later on. Never mind what happened on the pitch. And yeah, it from what I could see, Matt, because you were looking at people's ankles and, and knees and stuff, weren't you? And that as well. It was just yeah. We I thought we started off steady away, but it didn't take long for them to get on top. And I were right behind, right behind, right behind Grabber. What a save that was when he tipped it over. I can't remember who it was from. Uh, one of their players. In the first half, yeah. <laughs> and then that was it. I thought the tone was set. You know, we were just getting pegged back. We didn't... And I remember Jonathan having a big row with... Uh, oh, God, I can't remember the other player. After about 20 minutes, I thought, this is... Here we mm. go again. And that was that, from playing out from the back, wasn't it? Again? Yeah, there was. And then the one thing that really got on my nerves that first half, and I touched on it a bit of tweet half time, I had to, like, explode. I don't think I've ever seen a footballer change... What he does by the people behind him. It was clear to me, and absolutely certain, that the only reason he stopped kind of, you know, kicking it square, you know, in the six-yard box, because of the people behind it. The vitriol was something else. There were people running down and abusing our goalkeeper, and really abusing our goalkeeper. I were on the front row. He stopped what he was doing, not because of anything else. He stopped his orders or whatever they've trained up on because I think the people behind him got to him. I just thought, wow, this guy is mentally weak. And I just thought it just summed the seal town up at the moment. And for the last 18 months, pe- people being affected by stuff off the pitch. And it was absolutely shocking. It was incredible. Get on with it. Get it up. What are you doing? There were people having absolute aesthetics. It was, it was embarrassing, mate. And but it stopped what he was doing and then he was starting to boot upfield and then we had absolutely no chance of keeping the ball then and I just thought from that moment that just shows where we are as a club, mate. I think it's just frustration starting to boil over but you can't blame a lot of people. Four wins in 57, you, you can't, you, people are fed up and it's you know it's spilling over. I don't blame people for being fed up in all honesty. It's it's just a it's No, a I don't blame one, that but the keeper's been told during the week, this is what we do when you get the ball. And he stopped doing it after about 10, 15 minutes because, yeah, in my it, opinion... kicked it long and they all yeah, cheered, didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and it's just like, it tells you all you need to know, really, and that as well. It just, for me, that and more experienced keepers getting that, he carries on doing what he's doing. I just thought he would have bit. It was probably part of the problem as well, because I think part of Hogg's row was with Grabara and uh, Schindler. 
And what he what Hogg was saying is put the ball wide because they were stifling the centre of the park and Grabar and Congola were playing straight through the middle. And I think that was part of Hogg's frustration it was just go wide. And, and to be honest, the wide men didn't really offer much either at, at that point because I was looking for them and Van La Parra kind of it kind of tucked in and Diakabi just kind of hung out mm. wide and it, it it was a bit of a mess and it just it took too long really I thought from the sidelines to change what we were doing and and it it needed to change so you know you know whereas you know it's never right to abuse but he did need changing because the abuse were appalling mate I were there before warm up there were people abusing uh, Diakabe there were people abusing when we scored a goal in the warm up we're like we scored a goal that that kind of rubbish ain't gonna and, and I don't care whether you know people are frustrated that's rubbish that's absolute rubbish it's embarrassing. It's village. We don't want to see it, you know. There's guys there, mentally shot. So our own fans are giving all that out. You know, a quarter of an hour to go, kick off. If you're going to Rubbish. do it, if you're going to do it, leave it to Facebook and Twitter yeah, and whatever Twitter. else. Don't do yeah. it when when you've you've spent all your day to go and get behind them in ground. Get behind them in ground. You know, if it's all going to go pear shaped on pitch, at least wait until it's gone pear shaped as well. Don't do it before kick off. It's this just, is, yeah, don't this, help, does it? This seems to the thing. I mean, I, obviously, it's just the frustration of where we are as a club, but. This is, this is happening a lot, and it's it's kind of don't get me wrong. I, I've always there's no one loves ironic humor more than me, but this this were poor. This were you know them lads are needing our help. In my opinion, they're needing a bit of you know a backing and stuff. But it's like some have just gone now. They've gone. They're coming to the ground. That's just it. And and I get that the players have to give them it back to get them on side. But I just thought we're not even kicked off when I'm seeing all this. How did Kabe come to get his ball? That is he like it it wide and stuff. And there's people like. And all this, and then when someone did score, one was like, "It's like that's just rubbish, man. Absolute rubbish." Don't think I've been at ground as early as that. So let's be honest, not a lot to do around Luton, but just didn't like them vibes whatsoever. And if that's how it's going to be. You know, we're going to we're going to end up uh, battling against his own fans, which we don't want. And I think quite ironically, on on Grabara, he's been one of the highlights of the season so far, really, yeah. um, and kind of in terms of his performances uh, and such. And if anything, he's someone we should be supporting rather than kind of goading, as you, as you describe. Right, so uh, second half, um, we started all right, second half. Um, <laughs> we scored. We scored. It was brilliant from Schindler and yeah. Congolo. Um, lovely one-touch layoff from Schindler, Congolo, around, you know, around the corner to Congolo. Put the ball across, Grant's where he needs to be. If the dubious goals panel look at that, it's going to be an own goal. But yeah. no the announcer one, no one a total care. dickhead all afternoon. He couldn't pronounce any of our names. And then he, pronou- then he said Congolo scored, didn't he? No, did I heard Steve Mowney. Yeah, Philip Mowney. What about God? I know Steve Chicken mentioned it a few times. This tweet. I've never heard anything described as wrong in my life, and that as well. But yeah, but at that moment, Matt, he would the seller. I thought the celebration was odd. He were like, I don't know what it was. There were people didn't really celebrate. There one or two. There were no one really did anything. No one came to the crowd I don't know whether it were like a vote against the crowd for what's being said and stuff it was weird it was really weird I don't it know Jaden Brown was in front whipping people up wasn't did you think I, I, yeah I, I saw Jaden Brown giving it it was weird because it didn't really happen and I thought has it been disallowed here or what I, that was my gut instinct at the time it was really odd it was just like an odd thing And but then you're, you're dreaming aren't you we're 1-0 up on a Saturday could this be the moment <laughs> and then Danny who's not here said this is the worst thing we could have done because you know what happens <laughs> when uh, we sat back Grant scores yeah we lose and, yeah off we, we went lose. do you I, I'd love to sit here and, and blame two decisions on us losing this game there, there's two decisions the the first goal the first penalty for Luton looks like a, a blatant dive to me uh, the referees bought it and then in the second the build up to the second one Hod get you, it do, they don't show it on TV 
Uh, but Hogg gets an elbow, cleans him out in the middle of the field, and the player who clocks him runs on, passes, exchanges passes and, and scores. I'd love to sit here and, and give Andy Davies hammer, but in reality, whether the referee gave them a leg up or not, I still think we'd have contrived to lose that game. So I'm, I'm kind of not really going to hammer him. But there were there were some decisions there, the Kachunga one on the edge of the box, Cosy. I'm going back to you because you were you were there, weren't you? Right in front of the the Kachunga one. I think he, he played on and it wasn't really under control from Mooney. He should have given a. It was either a free kick on the edge or a penalty. And there were just some decisions that just it just summed it up. Really, it just wasn't going to be our day. And even though we tried last ten minutes, we pressed forward. We put loads of balls. We in the box, last but, 10, 15, and I just. So frustrating it took us to go behind to, for it to happen. I just mm. don't know. There was stuff flying in. I, I felt we were going to get an equaliser, to be honest with you. But knowing us, we'd have probably got, let them have a 3-2 or something there. But yeah, things started to happen. But yeah, I mean, you had a better view than me on, on the hog. I mean, I, I remember saying to you, I thought it kind of... It, it was, it was in line with pulled, me. Yeah, it's Jonathan Hogg, isn't it? And, and it was you, in don't, li- you don't go down much. Do you know, it, when, when we said that, and then there was a second one where Hogg got... a. F- you know, flailing arm yeah. again, and he went down really easily the second yeah. time. I think to try and make a point, and the referee didn't give anything again. And he was furious with Hogg. And I think at that point he was having. We'll bring you in here, Neil. I think Hogg was having that poor a game that it was the right decision to take him off. I'm at a loss to talk about any of it. To be honest, I'm just, I'm just completely fed up with it all. It's, it's just monotonous now. With four four wins in fifty seven and. I know we're, we're sitting, we're supposed to talk about a sub for a reason, this for a reason, that for a reason. And it's hard because whatever they do for a reason doesn't change, does it? It's still depressing to watch. It's still hard to muster up the energy to go and watch it. And it's hard to muster up the energy to come here and talk about it because ultimately we're sat here talking about another defeat that we've... Thrown away as well. Again, you know, it's... Um, you know, it's it's a theme, isn't it? But I'll bring in. We, we just look soft. We look spineless. We look mm. weak. We look timid. Any possible word that links to that, it's that's what we look like. We look bereft of any idea of how to move it forward. Schindler for me looks a, a shadow of the man who oh. got us promoted, and we have this conversation beforehand around his downturn in form. Almost seems to coincide with him being given the skipper's armband, and I just wonder right now whether taking that off him and saying to him, go focus on yourself, focus on your own performances, whether that would restore some of his own personal confidence. The kind of counter arguments that then is, is who do you give the armband to? You've got Jonathan Hogg completely out of form as well. Um, Tommy Elphick, who um, came into the club with all these kind of uh, leadership kind of um, claims or credibilities, um, but seemingly can't get in the side. And, and outside of those kind of two obvious candidates there's no leaders seemingly in, in the team at this moment in time and I think that's a real worry um, particularly when we had the likes of Heffaly and Lerva previously um, who perhaps could have taken on the armband in such a situation that's what Hudson alluded to in a post-match uh, in his post-match comments as well he said there's a, the leaders out there he felt had let him down which I think we can all presume is Hogg soon as they took him off and um, I think I think you're right there but the, the, the Schindler does look to have the weight of the world on his shoulders Um you talk about when Wagner obviously came out having joined Schalke in one of his first press conferences and said how when Dean was ill he felt like he had the weight of Huddersfield Town on his shoulders and you look at Schindler at the moment on the pitch and you almost feel like he feels the same you feel like he's carrying the club and, and, and for me that's been detrimental to his own individual performances I think it's a great point and I think when, when you look through the squad like you, and you've mentioned it all Hogg is he your leader at the minute? 
No, because he just shouts at everybody anyway. And he's in absolutely horrendous form himself. You bang on about Schindler, the fact that he looks completely shot of any kind of confidence. He's a shadow, absolute shadow of the player, even last season. And we were bad last season, but he's nowhere near that level at the moment. So there's there's almost a shout for... I mean, I, I know what I'd do, and it wouldn't go down well with everybody, but I'd get Elfit back in. Experience, been there, seen it, done it. He's not tarnished with all the, the previous... 50-odd games, get him in, give him captaincy. And then the other lads who've come in, Karoma, Reese Brown, they've all had good seasons last season. Chuck them in. Let, let's see what they're about now because the, the long and short of it is the lads who've been here a long time just aren't doing it. And it's the only ones that are actually shining at the moment are Grant because he's scoring goals and Chalabar because he's new. And he, he looks full of it, but the rest of it's just grim. One thing I noticed on Saturday, it was always going to happen with that Luton Town away song. They were bang up for it. Bang, bang up for it. Intensity from the fans, intensity. And then they were mocking us with the song. We're always going to happen with that as well. Mm. But like it or not, and as though we're bad, we were not. We were Premier League for two years and, and I just felt Luton were looking at that. Well, this we were Premier League and we wanted to make a statement. So, okay, then we've got to rise, you know, we've got to raise our intensity. There's nothing to raise. That's the worrying thing for me. Just mentioning Schindler there, the one thing I've kind of noticed this division feels a lot more physical and I thought he got bullied on Saturday. Did did uh, Schindler and bullied, you know, the, the guy were turning him phone up front and yeah, it, it, that is a massive worry for us and I think we were all them in and out whether he'd still be with us and yeah, he's still with us, you know, this season but it's almost like he's not, is he? Because the, the name says Schindler on the back of the shirt but that ain't the Schindler we know, is it? And But it were long gone in the Premier League and how do you get that back? It's... Uh, Huge Neil, worry. And Neil. I think we all started in the, in the championship and we all felt that scoring goals would be our problem. But actually, kind of, we would keep it tight at the other end, um, having kept hold of Schindler, kept hold of Congolo. And actually, now we've kind of got problems at both ends of the pitches. And that's kind of probably what's more alarming for me. <laughs> what a mess. Neil, you, you said you'd bring Elphick back in, but who would you take out? Would you take Schindler out of the firing line for a little bit? I, I'm not sure I would, but. I'd be tempted to play all three of them, to be honest. And put two up front. Put two up front, I would. And the two up front wouldn't be Campbell and Grant either. I think you've got a... Mounier's fit, he's on the books, he's staying, mm. he's here. If you're going to play two up front, let's go a bit old school, let's big man, little man, let's have Grant and Mounier up there. And one point I'd make from Saturday, one, one positive from Saturday, Steve Mounier, the, the, way, the way he stomped off at the end down the tunnel wasn't, wasn't well, a The way he stomped sight. on, Matt, I want to mention that. The e. He ripped his tracks at the top and threw it down. He was absolutely spewing. It was as though, to me, I should have been starting and I didn't want to, you know, come on. So oh, I mean, I, I have been here? I, I didn't see it at the end. He, he was spewing. He was absolutely he, raging. Yeah, he didn't shake anyone's hand. He went straight down no, the tunnel, which happy. is very unlike Steve Mounier, who's the jovial, happy, welcome, this is the fire truck. You think? Happy I, guy. You think? I, I Not now, but I think he has been for the last few years. I think he's been quite a nice, happy chap. But when he came on, it was, it was visible that Luton shifted back 10, 15 yards and that allowed us then to get play higher up the pitch and get those crosses in. It's just sad that they doubled up on him in the box and we couldn't find anybody else. But I thought Steve Mounier made a, a big difference when he came on. I'd have started with him, mate. I would go forward, yeah. yeah. I think what's worked against Steve Mounier is obviously his international commitments in the summer. He kind of came back into pre-season later than everybody else. And now, obviously, in this international break, he'll go away again. Um, so whoever the new manager is, and I think we'll come on to discuss that shortly, is unlikely to see much of him before the Sheffield Wednesday game. Mm. so presumably then he'll be kind of restricted to the bench and he needs to find a way I agree to break into this team 
So the first tweet we've got through, so we put, uh, we, we tried to get more people involved in, in this episode. So the first one is from at UTT Rob. He said, I town too comfortable losing games. Whenever we take the lead or even have a decent spell, we seem to fold. And mentally, we've mentioned leaders as well. Do we have any leaders elsewhere apart from Elphick that we can look look at, Neil? I don't think, I think the, the wording's wrong. I don't think we're comfortable losing games. I just think it's... It's now expected. It's built in. It's part of. I think that's what it means. Yeah. At the moment, yeah. It's. Does it mean are we just too happy to give up? Or not happy? But I don't think they're happy. Do to we give just up. give I just, up because I just, it's having? They get they go behind again, and or even just get level, and they just fold. They just absolutely fold. There's no spine to that team. There's no backbone anymore. That they, they are absolutely riddled with nigh on two years of failure. That were a weird incident, wasn't it? Just before, what is it, half time or second half? And Adagy and I were going, uh, I'm sure that guy had butted him. <laughs> I'm sure. I didn't see it. Yeah, I'm sure he had butted him and it just went off. And, and But then I wanted to see town guys running in, protecting the guy, and there were hardly mm. anyone like lurking about. And it's just like, that's what blue and guys were in, come on then, and all this. Like, it's just like. Yeah, you need to see one in all in, don't yeah, you? Really, that I'm afraid once they equalised, Mark, you just knew what was coming. Brilliant goal as well. In my opinion, the uh, the second one, but obviously the og thing maybe clouded it. But I had a right view; they just cut in and as he hit it, I just thought it's in. He's not saving it, and it just hurt. But then all of a sudden, we played, didn't we? We started playing and doing everything we had done. And the frustrating thing for that so goal was annoying. we all stopped, yeah, expecting them to kick the ball out. Just play to the whistle. Just play on. Yeah. And so we've got about. Hog got elbowed, but we could have stopped that before yeah. it went in the net. I thought Dean White were going to chin uh, fourth official. He was just proper raging. He wouldn't <laughs> let it lie, but... It's the eyes, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's what a eyes. weird ground that is, isn't it? How bad is that ground? It's horrendous. What's them kind of box things behind dugouts? They just, I don't know. I kind of liked yeah. it as well at the same time. <laughs> it was funny, though, when it started raining, they just like went started yeah. to go inside. Pathetic on it. I'll tell you what, give me grounds like that above West Ham's effort at a stadium oh, any I'm day not, of week. Yeah, I'm not sure Luton, Neil, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, that. They're all so those big balls I ate. So weird, wasn't it? That ground and that as well. I know, and then when they were singing in your northern slums, they're from Luton. <laughs> 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 it was just incredible, wasn't it? But I'm afraid they had the bragging rights as we spilled out onto that street and there were uh, quite a few confrontations that were getting naughty outside. Oh, and right, people are just yeah. frustrated, town fans, absolutely, and anyone were ready to get it, but God... It's uh, it's incredible, isn't it? Five hundred and what? Add another seven onto last week's show. To be fair, I think <laughs> to sell out how quickly we did as well was was really good, considering yeah. like we say four in fifty seven to sell out quickly before a lot of people could get tickets. I thought it was. Don't you think that sold out on the back of a song last season and the build up? To I it. think it's potentially that, a lot but of potentially it's a new ground. ground. Yeah, I think. But don't it's you more think the club didn't ground. get it? They they were like, it was embarrassing, wasn't it? That someone mentioned that Instagram thing, and I don't know if you saw it, but they were like, it should. Etihad, they had a picture of Etihad, you saw it, didn't you? And then it like it went uh, Liverpool, and they had a picture of Lou, and he were like, I just thought, guys, think about what you're doing here. You're like mocking yourselves. You're, the fans sing it to take their Michael out of the club, about, yeah, out about of what we, how far we've yeah. fallen. The club were like tweeting this out as though it were brilliant, and Lou and Town away and song. I just thought, again, that were another just thing with the club, it's just all That's over the shop. People, are, you, you should be embarrassed. What <laughs> a show town. To be like doing that, but that's where we're at. Confused, even social media team, and well, I we thought we're embarrassing that. We have advertised for a uh, content and social media executive this week, I think, haven't we? So, uh, 
I very much doubt it's off the back of that, but uh, you never know. <laughs> just just on, on Luton, what sort of um, reception did Izzy Brown get? Was he kind of well good. received by very the fans? Good. Very yeah, good. good. Before they'd warm, good. yeah, I went in early and yeah, we were getting plenty. Jacob Butterfield got what he got, you know, he gets. <laughs> he got what he deserved, yeah. As well. And Martin <laughs> Craney were, yeah, didn't really get that knowledge. I thought he really. didn't play, did he? Martin Craney, I didn't see him. I, thought I didn't notice him. I'd be uh, quite happy with Martin Crane right now, actually. Right <laughs> yeah, back. He's a leader, leader yeah. yeah. He came on to Dizzy and he got fouled and I've heard a few anti-Leeds chants, so I think a few were still not happy with what he did last season. But, yeah. Well, so, not a right lot, but it looks yeah. He only stuck one free kick in a stand and didn't yeah. play again, I But think, don't you but, think, though, that just sums where we're up and they're up there. They've got Izzy Brown on their bench. This is Luton Town. That's yeah. a, it's a good signing, I think, for us. <laughs> yeah. I'd have him in a shot. Milan squares it, town of 30 yards out. Van the Parra shot! What a goal! What a goal by Rodri Van the Parra! A right footed curler into the top corner! The town fans couldn't believe their eyes at first, but it's an absolute screamer from the Dutchman! Huddersfield town one, West from Albion nil! But anyway, during the game, uh, we received an offer for Raj, apparently, we received an offer for <laughs> Raji Van the Parra. Uh, the player wanted out, according to the official statement on the website. I presume that was when he heard about it after the game, not on the pitch. Um, but it seemed to be that Rajiv wants to, wanted to leave, so we've kind of said, OK, how do you guys feel about... I'll go to you, Simon, first, but how do you feel about Van Lepara leaving? Uh, my initial reaction was one of um, surprise. I think the timing kind of, both in terms of when we accepted the offer so late in the transfer window um, and actually, as you mentioned, John, the game... Uh, so yeah, one of surprise initially, but having kind of probably slept on it and given it more thought, um, we are overbalancing that, kind of overbalancing that area. Um, we've got yeah. far too many options and wide positions to keep the squad happy. Um, and if you look at kind of his, his record in terms of goals and assists, um, I wrote it down beforehand. Uh, research. Promotions for research. Long on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking my thing here. Make a, good <laughs> a, a book here. Better make an effort. Impressive. Um, in the promotion season, 55 games, two goals, three assists. In the Premier League, 33 games, three goals, no assists. Um, when you look at those sorts of statistics, this you is kind of think... Thing here. So my main gripe with Van Leparis is he's created five goals in 101 games. That's my main gripe with him. But he does, it's more, he does more than that. He, he, he works well in the first and second third, but in the final third, he is like a kid in a playground. He doesn't give the ball early enough. He keeps hold of it, and he's a frustrating player. But he's He's exciting. But the, I think the main issue I have is we don't really have anyone better. That's the main crux of it. But we are overbalanced and we did need to shift one. The thing is, two. people are saying you need to get rid of DKB, you've got to get rid of Mbenza. People aren't going to pay what we've paid. And you don't just write players off when you've got the level of investment we've got in them. And They're still kids as well, aren't and they? Yeah, so they're young, yeah. they're learning, they're both different. That's probably the kindest way to put it. That was my, um, my abiding memory on Saturday. What he did on Saturday was a disgrace. You saw it, Matt, didn't you? That, bit, that thing, what he did, where he meant to, there were about six in a box and he did what, you're trying to like step over, trap oh, it. Yeah. And it was embarrassing and the, the crowd were giving it, I just thought... He that did it against Reading at home as yeah. well. But I just yeah. thought that sums him up. The kind of selfish, he's got, he's got his own agenda. He's creating his own selfish. highlights. We sat here after that Doncaster game. I remember coming back at that. We were there, give him in, get him in, because he looked good, didn't he? He looked on it. Remember he said on that video, yeah. this is my home and all this lot. We yeah. just false words, man, and that as well. He just totally let us down. I, yeah. I was disgusting on Saturday. We had men, but obviously... Please, we, you can't forget stuff like him coming out during a game that he wasn't selected for. Putting a post on saying I'm fit and I'm here, I can play and I'm just not being picked to then... When you've got nine or ten at current squad liking that, mm. 
that just screamed out. I know Seifert's gone now, but that just screamed out the level of disarmament that's it, in this it just, squad. I, I, it's, I looked it's at still it. there and it's toxic at minute. And I looked at it, Neil, and I thought, I wonder if he's one of the sort of like, you would call him like a, a poisonous ringleader. I say it without any inside info on that. But you just wonder with what he does, how it worked out Wolves. He did the same, but Wolves got bombed out. Mm. He got bombed out by Wagner. He got bombed out by Pulis. He got bombed out I by I bet Seaver. if you had a couple of players sat here and asked him about it off the record, I bet you'd get an interesting start. I just wonder if Van La Parre is a bit of a bad egg. That's all. So therefore, yeah. he's, he's gone. And yeah. if that is the case, I don't know if it is the case, because social media-wise, he's put a nice message out to Huddersfield and he's got a lot of people back yeah, on side, which do, he seems to be quite good it at. He will, but he's good at playing fans, isn't he? But yeah. I just wonder if he's a bit of a bad egg, and if that is the case, then good riddance. Yeah. I, I I backed him for ages when, when he went inside. I wanted him inside yeah. all throughout Premier League when we were struggling for wingers and he, he couldn't get in. Mm. I was crying out for him to play because yeah, his assists weren't great. Yeah, his goals output isn't great for a, a player who plays in last third. But he was the one player in Premier League who could really drag us up pitch with one run. Yeah. He, he, were, he were excellent. He, he could get us through thirds without any problem. And I think we really missed that when we tried to take pressure I think off Man him. United at home was a classic game classic where he came game off the bench, that, yeah. didn't he? And he, 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 won. he were arguably man at match that game. He only he came off for about 20 it, minutes, didn't he? Yeah, he, brilliant. he won about seven free well, kicks. Yeah. Keeping but I, th- I think what's, there, yeah. what's really hurt is, I remember mentioning this at the times, I get something right now and again, this European window shutting late, that's hers. Mm. I, I honestly think that's not out whatsoever. I wonder if Mounier had a move and maybe I thought it, yeah I thought yeah, that was why I was annoyed yeah. Yeah. when and, you're and, watching don't you think there's a few don't you think there's a few that look like they're yeah. angling that, that, yeah I think there's a few that want out but I think you've got to play well to earn one but which is what German said in it to be fair mm, yes but and people are going about the FIFA van der Parra people are about this one million thing has that been said I don't, I don't, I don't know, know. what I about that I didn't see where that Stephen Warnock not the one about Red Star Belgrade what did he refer to as a not team, but plumbers something. or something. Plumbers, they're they're plumbers. Plumbers. yeah, playing Champions League football this season. So we're not Honestly. doing a danger zone this week, Neil. But the, he would have been a content. What an idiot! <laughs> like coming out with rubbish <laughs> like that. And, but yeah, he's. Uh, well, how will you remember him though? Because part of me thinks, God, I want there. I remember being at Bar in Valencia when uh, when he scored that goal in Swiss Brom, and we just like this is unbelievable. But I'll, I, I'll I don't think I'll remember him like that. I'll just remember him as a petulant source of frustration. Thing. Yeah, the Luton thing. That's a, I'll remember him for that probably. I'd, it's me day. shouting, give the effing ball, Van der Paar. Just I think that'll be it. Don't you think he's, but, from, from what we've seen at their national side over years, don't you think he's just classic Dutch? Yeah. Because yeah, they yeah, are probably. moody, yeah. horrible. Mm. Te- technically good. Technically gifted. good, but I mentally... My favourite moment when he slid on his and knees. Well, you've seen it at top level. How many times have they fallen out with each other at major yeah. tournaments and stuff when they've been as the outsider looking in has gone, Dutch could win this. Yeah. And they don't just and implode just because they've got characters like that. I think we did well to get what we did out of him. I think he's obviously come back because he probably couldn't get that move. Yeah. It's not really helped. That Donnie game probably would have false dawn and it's, it's not helped to spill it of that. He, he were kind of used as a I thought a bit of fans singing his name we were that bad it would kind of yeah. take Sievert with and that sort of so that one all Town fans do that all the time they did it with Joey Good Johnson didn't they years ago Joe Lolly was one and the, 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 it's, it's just it's the white knight syndrome isn't it but I, I think the, the Van Parra deserves with Van Parra is but he deserves us. to be remembered as you know a, a vital cog in, t- in 2016-17 yeah, absolutely yeah. yeah and I think one of the biggest problems with Van Parra is the fact that the players that we brought in of thus far been awful and that's the kindest way to put I'd it I'd say that's quite nice I don't 
don't know if I'm, I know the drink honestly, but I, I thought Dear Cabby showed some nice signs on Saturday. He shows he showed some flashes this year, but his his game intelligence, I think, is, has yeah. got a long we way to go. We know he ain't worth what we paid for him, but I thought we saw some nice signs and yeah, Jaden Browns were good as well. I thought. Yeah, he's, he's a definite bright yeah. spot as well, but. Then we're clutching then after that. We'll <laughs> grab her and we've said, don't we? But after that. After this, mm. we'll just move on to someone else who uh, who also could have potentially been a bad egg. William streaking across the halfway line, runs into Christopher Schindler and Town knock it forward. De Poitras forward. De Poitras got the better. Yes! <laughs> and Laurent De Poitras scores! Laurent De Poitras scores! He bumped off the keeper. Right, so this week. Um, De Poitras had a dig as well, so it's all it's all fun and games this week. So Lauren De Poitras gone back to Genk. Don't really wish him any ill, to be honest. And, and in this article, he does actually say a lot of truths. I think to be fair, it looks to a lost two stone. Yeah, he does. He's he, he's doing well. Fair play to him. But he's, he's he's mentioned Huddersfield not ready for the Premier League. Didn't have the infrastructure as as you would expect from a club that's spent forty five years outside the top flight. Infrastructure didn't put all those sitters wide and straight at Cape. <laughs> The car park's not big enough. The dressing room at Canal Side's too small. Only one toilet. So whether <laughs> I don't know what to read into that one. Whether uh, he didn't like going in after somebody. So did he not see all facilities before he signed? Yeah, he got a tour of Canal Side. Gym wasn't good enough. The pitches weren't green enough, etc., etc. There seems to be a lot of excuses for someone who scored one goal in eighteen months. <laughs> for me, <laughs> it was great when he first came. He'll forever be revered for. That brilliant goal against Leicester at home when he rolled Maguire. Hmm. Man you, Chelsea, but I defy anybody else to tell us out that the Poitra did while he were here. I think from my point of view, we never really played to his strengths, which I think is actually something that he alludes to he in, does, in the yeah. article, if you go on. Um, I'm sure you guys have spoken about it before, but our inability to put a decent cross into the box... Um, for to hit Munier's head, to hit Depatra's head. I'm surprised um, you noticed that, to be honest. It's not, <laughs> not blatant, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was always fighting, fighting a losing battle um, to start with to an extent, but but it just felt like last season he gave up. He gave up, he gave up yeah. quite early. And and um, I think us not renewing his contract, him getting a new move was probably best for both parties, really. Was what he said necessary in, in kind of public? Perhaps not. But um, but you're right in what you're saying, and that's probably a few home shoes in there. He signed off at Stamford Bridge, didn't he? Yeah, the next next day at training with a pint in his hand, I think said yeah. uh, said it about his. Uh, yeah. But good, I I'm not bothered. Good luck to him. He's we, he's left us with some. I think the thing with Depoitre is he scored about five goals, didn't he? But the goals he scored are, are memories for a long time. Out yeah, of Chelsea, yeah. Man United, he scored twice against Chelsea, didn't he? The Leicester Watford. one, Watford. He, there are there are memories that you'll you'll will remember for years. So I'm I'm not gonna. Mm. Dig him out, but you'd have thought if there were any problems with the building work at Canal Side, he could have sorted that out. I just found it amusing, really. If you come from Alan Moy, I can get it, but this was a guy who contributed a sum total of zero goals. So, yeah, thanks, Laurent. But to be fair, he probably asked the question, didn't he? What happened at Uddersfield, and he's come out with that. So, I think sometimes you see quotes. You you can can never take these quotes exactly as they're printed because, like you say, it's our questions phrased, it's which bit of answer they've chosen to put in and chop out and it was just weird where he mentioned his stuff about the training ground or you know they weren't ready if we were talking about the season that had gone then but it was like it was almost like the same from the start but we, yeah and we knew well, maybe it just highlights how key yeah. it is to get canal side over the line and improve so you know who was he now genk is it genk who good luck a... lauren <laughs> yeah no, anyway enough to enough about departure we'll move on to uh the manager update 
I'm not quite sure if I can say it in English, but um, goats are the salt in the soup. You know, if the if the soup is tasty, there has to be salt sometimes in it. Yeah? And without a goal, you can't win the game. So um, we try to uh, be good chefs. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Neil, so you uh, put a tweet out, oh, didn't you, about... With I'm, now, I'm now regretting this. <laughs> this was before the Cowley carry-on, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Mm. So you, you've, you've, you've put a tweet out which said, so with so many varying opinions on who will be the next boss and who folk want, let's put it all to you. So Twitter obviously will only we let got you David Moyes on it, Neil. Pick Where did that come from? All I did were pick <laughs> top four at Bookies at that yeah. time. Yeah, which is fine. That's literally all I did. David Moyes. And, and also, so if anybody's got any more suggestions, yeah. pop them in. We have David Moyes. Dean Saunders on it now. He's come out of jail. How's <laughs> <laughs> so, that yeah, People added on David Moyes, Roy Keane, Nick McCarthy. Oh, Roy Keane, no. um, Who else got added on? A couple of really random Ron ones. Ron Atkinson. <laughs> Dean Saunders. Mike Bassett. he had three, didn't he? <laughs> You joke, but I saw him. Saw him the initial kind of uh, book is odds that Chris Powell made an appearance. <laughs> heaven forbid, but but thankfully he's got a new job this week. I saw kind of he's yeah. part of kind of Gareth Southgate's yeah, backroom yeah. staff, which yeah. uh, is bizarre on all sorts of fronts. But um, good luck, Chris. Good luck to him. Absolutely, yeah. Nice bloke. But yeah, it's the, the 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 poll sort of went how I expected it to go. To be honest, Cowley's came out with about sixty percent at vote. Yeah, fifty nine percent. Adkins, I think, finished second on it with about twenty. Yeah, I'm and then the rest of it was split between Rowett and. Rabbit 9%. I am what, genuinely. What, what other option were it, Lee Boy? Yeah. Uh, Lee Boy, you got 12%. Yeah. I am surprised Gary Rowett's got such a low. Um, low I, I think he's just had. I think he's tainted with Stoke. He, 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 he job jumped a bit, didn't he? he that that yeah. was a problem. He, he didn't stick. He tended to just bob around and didn't do particularly well at any of them. So, Danny Cowley had the chance, by all accounts, according to the Daily Mail and him, I suppose, in his post match interview. Compensation agreed with Lincoln. Daily Mail says it was £1 million. Uh, and they turned us down. Um, Cowley has a... He's got, his record's really good. Over 183 games, Cosy. He's got a win record of over 50%, which is quite impressive. I know it's at a lower level. I think um, it's done us a lot of damage what's come out in the last 24 hours because he's quoted as Cowley now. So it's as good as saying, yeah, it, it were true and that as well. I think it's done a lot of damage because I just think... Whoever comes in now, we know it's not the first choice. And I know mm. you'll always say, well... A bit Andy Ritchie again, isn't it? Yeah, I can, I can, you know, you'll always say... You could probably say, well, Wagner, the only Dean Hall will know were first and second choice, obviously, in the last 10 years. But we know for a fact that, well, I suppose big words there, but he were the first choice. If Atkins... How would you feel if you were Atkins now? I suppose if you're unemployed, get, you know, and you want to get back in, but it's almost like... I think you would know how football works, but yeah, you I didn't, think if you're Atkins... You and a lot of people might say, well, what does it matter first, second? But I just think it... Obviously, it's not a more bad news. The thing is, we, we only hear this because news. it's our job, but it's this will happen with every other manager's job that's going in the country. There'll be names come out and it ends up being second, third choice and whatever else. And end of the day, long and short of it is, whoever comes in, to, to me at the moment, the name doesn't even matter. It just, it's the impact that they have that matters. And it's, we need somebody to come in. And we, all, we spoke about getting the bounce when Sievert came in. And clearly that never happened. But we need, that's, we're desperate for that to happen. We need somebody to come in and really get a grip of these players. And whoever comes in, if, if it is true that Cowleys have turned it down, I, I think that they've possibly looked at it and thought, yeah. Four wins in fifty-seven, and the windows. We're on, we're on yeah. a right roll at Lincoln. Yeah. 
we're gods over here. We've got a, we're in top yeah. two again with a chance of another season, even a yeah, top yeah. six. There's probably bigger jobs. Yeah. Huddersfield going to be on the rise, and, and the rebuild job. Yeah, but the, the, if they're looking from outside in the minute, it looks fragmented. It looks disjointed, and I think they've probably looked and, and thought. Nah, not for me. There's a couple of people, Simon, have tweeted in and asked if it's a poison chalice at Huddersfield. Would you say it is, or do you think it just needs to simmer? Um, you spoke about it kind of recently, I think Martin kind of mentioned, have we bottomed out yet? And I think that's mm. quite a, quite an interesting phrase to use. Um, I, I think first and foremost, we need to find a way to stay in this division this season. And if you look at kind of tables in previous years, we need about 44 points, 10 wins, something like that. I mean, Bruce, honest with you, I can't see where those 10 wins are coming from right now. So, um, is it a poison chalice? Um, I think it's, uh, it's going to be a difficult job for him, definitely. But um, he's got kind of precedent, really, with Hull of, of doing well. Um, obviously, he's kind of Scunthorpe and yeah. Southampton before that. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy with it. If it is Atkins Abbey, I'd be quite quite pleased. Well, there's, well, there's one tweet, Cosy, before we fire into Atkins, that says, why is there hostility to Nigel Atkins? Because this is from uh, At Couplet Cake. Why is there hostility to Nigel Atkins becoming manager? His Saints side ran Clark sides. Win for win and beat us to promotion, then gained a second successive promotion to the Premier League. Being replaced by Pochettino isn't a huge negative, plus promotion, relegation, promotion with Scunny, but that was quite a while ago, I think. Yeah, you can trust everything. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Because obviously I read out his kind of biography after that and obviously Sheffield didn't go very well He's for very unpopular in Sheffield. Yeah, and... Uh, oh, well, maybe not with Sheffield. Oh, God, I forgot what I wrote down last week. Reading. Reading, yeah. They yeah, unpopular well Reading. The only, <laughs> the only positive out of the situation I can see, and, and again, probably sticking up for Phil Hodgkinson here, don't you think, weren't you, boy, that we were going to spend two and a half million pounds getting a manager in? So for all those people that says, where's the cash gone? Don't you think that? Or is that just the standard rate? I, I, I were really shocked. Obviously, it could be not too, but they were quoting figures, I think it's on 400 grand at Lincoln. I don't know how people know these wages, but hmm. we were going to pay two and a half million pounds just to get a management team. I thought that were, that, that raised my eyebrows. I know it's a statement. I think it's a statement in 10, but obviously everyone just is going to use it as rejected as Phil Hodgkinson's Blah, blah, blah. It wouldn't you know. surprise me if there's a tweet out there already saying, um, is Phil Hodgson going to have a uh, physio and a manager as the same person? So obviously, Nigel Atkins, <laughs> physio, kind of in his previous life. Um, is he going to kind of take two jobs? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it just one. did surprise me at the time. I said it at the time. There's t- I think too many town fans thought it's all about Jan Siva. I-, I was saying, God, a bit ago, isn't it? It's a lot more deep-rooted than just one man. You know, as you saw on Saturday, we've got Mark Hudson. He can't just wave a magic confidence wand. You know, David Wagner and stuff, you know, and that as well before. It's a lot more deep. That's why, for me, we need experience. So I, 
I didn't want Cowie. I was shocked me that we're going in there for him because to me, I mean, we discussed Nathan Jones last couple of podcasts and mm. exactly the same scenario for me. You've got a lot of group of players who probably think they're better than they are, not playing as a team. We've been in the Premier, obviously, they came down a year before us. It's, to me, well, nothing to say that could have been different under Cowley, but I, I just, I, I really do feel it needs to experience. I, I I'm think, a bit worried that Nathan Phil Hodgkinson thought thing. it were him. I think the, the Nathan right Jones and similar to but it Hurst and went from Shrewsbury to Ipswich yeah. and bombed. Yeah, he had one good year though, Hurst. Yeah, they? but I, I think that they, they possibly looked at those and it has put them off. But, do, but but does it worry you, Neil, as why are we going for an experience? You know, obviously Phil must feel he's the right, well, was the right man for us. It's, I, I, what is me that? But we've all, who's to say that an appointment could be right and wrong? But it's hard to know unless you're actually sat in front of them talking to them as well, isn't it? You just, you know, you get a feeling for people, don't you? Cosy Neil, what, what happens to Mark Hudson now? Does he go back to being first team coach? Is he part of the problem? Because where, where, oh, he, he kind of was quite open. Eh? He said he wanted the manager's job at one point. Um, he had three now. Okay. Oh, I, I really like Mark Hudson and I think Mark Hudson's got a cracking career as a coach. I think the biggest issue that Mark Hudson's got at the moment is he got moved up to first team coach away from academy sides. Mm. Is there a role for him back in academy? And if not... Do you shoo do you shoo on him into the new manager's staff? He was essentially Wagner's choice, wasn't he? Yeah. And does the new manager want to sweep it out and bring his own? That's that's the the struggle. Because Hudson is very, very clearly um talented. Yeah, talented, but a a coach very much in the Wagner mold of how he's wanting to play. I wouldn't like to lose Mark Hudson. I wouldn't. I would understand if a new manager came in and said, I want my own. And it it probably goes beyond Mark Hudson as well, actually. You look at people like um, Clem, who's kind of the goalkeeping coach. You look at people like John Iger have been around for quite a while. Mm. What's what's the future hold for them? Because whilst they come across particularly well in the media, whilst you hear a lot of people speak quite highly about them, there is a kind of thing in my mind that that says they're part of the problem. that, That could be well part of the problem of negotiations mm. you don't know if you know if we, are, we, are we trying to keep these people and avoid getting rid you know if there's no doubt in the good people they're all part of the success but mm. is I this th- part of the negotiations where we're wanting to keep or lose or i think when the new knows? manager when the new manager comes in you've got to give him every chance and it's his own staff you've yeah. got to let him have his own staff but Again, if these are talented coaches, you, uh, if I was if I was Phil Hodgkinson and, and I was confident these were talented, you know, Clem, I've heard really good things about Clem, I've heard really good things about John Iger as well. Yeah. If they're talented, you could say, look, I've got this talented bloke who's working here. Do you want to see how it goes first? Yeah. I, I would probably be tempted to do that because I, I think they'll be able to adapt. Um, goalkeeper, like to think so. I, I forgot adapt, to mention Simon's adapt. also a goalkeeper like me, so I brought him for backup was, this week. Was a goalkeeper <laughs> back in the day. Goalkeeper's union. <laughs> Every time you mention Clem, I always think of that Bell End, mate. That's BBC oh, One. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry to the Huddersfield Clem. There's a brilliant video, if you can find it, where David oh. Wagner smacks him on the back of the neck and he almost cries. It's amazing. I'll Honestly, cuffs him. Ego, I can't do it, mate. Yeah. The, the two tweets we've got from Jack Boothroyd and uh, Poffy Mouse uh, are uh, just asking whether we are a bit undesirable and we're, when we're struggling to attract do you think there's any truth in that or do you think this is just early days stuff? I just think the squad I mean we feel it should be doing better than it is but there's only so many times you can say that though Matt isn't there? you know we thought it should be doing better last season we thought there's only so many times you can keep saying that before is this just is what it is as they say and we we drop another division I'd, it'd be lovely to 
speak to a, a Wolves or a Sunderland fan who, when they dropped again, I'd love to kind of get their I know, take. I know what, some Wolves fans. I could I could arrange it if you so want what, to have a therapy session. <laughs> yeah, because it's just like, okay, what, what, what was the reason you went? Is there anything we can kind of learn and what have you? But didn't, I suppose they got Dean Saunders, didn't they? But that... Yeah, that would be a big part of it, better, yeah. But yeah, it's... Uh, so who's who's left? So this is this is a thing. So Cowleys are not having it. Uh, Hannah's wolf seems to have disappeared. The ones that have disappeared the down wolf, the betting. Yeah, the wolfster. He's uh, disappeared down the betting. Uh, Chris Hewton, obviously, we know is not getting it. Neither is Karanka. So we look at who's left. He wants a Premier. Sorry to put in there. I saw an article. Chris Hewton. It says I want a Premier League job. He went over to see his mates Keys and Gray on that being sports okay. at weekend. They were pouring his heart out. Blah blah. But. He only wants a Premier League job. He's gonna to have to. Uh, Fair enough. I think he's. Uh, he's a fire. He could do a firefighting job, couldn't he? If Dyche left Burnley or something. You know, yeah. Maybe. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but who's left? So we've we've mentioned Nigel Adkins. I I don't like the guy. He just he just irritates me. But I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be upset he got the job, but I, I, it irritates me. I wouldn't be listening Neil to Neil said the other night interviews. though that if he wanted him, why ain't he in by now? You would have thought. Well, you would have thought so. I think if I Nigel Atkins comes in now, yeah. he's. So I can't see him coming in now. And the same with Gary Rowett as well, isn't there? So yeah. Daniel Stendel's name has been around the betting for quite a while at Barnsley. I think, I think he's. he's you know, you can, normally you can look at bookies and go, "That's your man," because that's what happened with Jan. Yeah, Jan, Jan all of a yeah. sudden were. And David Wagner appeared was, yeah, really early as well. Yeah, first choice at bookies, and they went in. Mm. I was as changed. I had odds-on favourites for last <laughs> for, for about five managers now. And none of them have landed, so I don't think anybody's got a clue. Can I tell you someone I'd really like, but I know there's probably little chance of getting him. It would be Alex Neal, who's at Preston, but obviously he's got a sim- he's at a similar club to us, and I think ah, prizing him away there would be really difficult. But yeah. I think someone like him yeah, would be a very be a good, good appointment. Choice, yeah, getting him away from Preston would be a, a tough trick, I think. But somebody like him would be would be fantastic. But Neil, so basically, want- sorry, just to finish on the manager thing, we, we've been talking about for two, three weeks and we don't have a Scooby-Doo, do we? We no. don't have a clue. It's scary, isn't it? I can get people saying the silence is deafening, but what's it supposed to do, really? You can't come out and tell someone, oh yeah, no. we failed to get this yeah. manager, let's, we're moving on to the next one. No. Can't Con- concentrate on getting one. Just Spend your time doing that and then come out and tell us about it. It's just positives. are just so thin on the ground. It's just the last thing we needed was someone to turn us down and leak yeah. out like it has. And it's just... And the international break was the ideal opportunity to bring someone in, wasn't yeah. it? Kind of have two weeks to work with the players. And now that kind of window, if you like, is getting yeah. smaller I think smaller ideal scenario, that's what they'll have wanted to do. But ideal scenarios don't always work, do they? And unfortunately for us, it hasn't, which is... Where did just David Moyes? Were it just a few people talking about on Twitter? Were they actually oh, hackled about it? I've got okay. nonsense come from somewhere. David Moyes <laughs> isn't applying for our job. You could you could go chuck twenty quid at anybody, and all of a sudden it's news, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Let's be fair. Let's let's do something worthwhile and and, <laughs> go che- <home>. and cheer. <laughs> Give us an AMC update, Neil. Big up. What we're we doing? AMC. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, and his bank club. Something worthwhile talking about. Yeah, this weekend is our nationwide tour so it's national suicide prevention day worldwide on the 10th of september so this weekend 40 of andy's man club's finest facilitators will be out on the road on two tour buses if you look on facebook and twitter and stuff you can see those buses now they've all been wrapped up with the andy's man man club hashtag and the big it's okay to talk sign um and there's one of them is going East and north, so over towards Hull and then up covering Hartlepool and all the clubs around Scotland. And the bus that I'm on is going west and south, so we're doing starting off in Huddersfield, 
um, do a couple round here and then we're going down to Stafford, Bridgend, Exeter, Newton Abbott, finishing in Plymouth and then on the Sunday back up doing Peterborough, Sheffield and finishing in Halifax. So we're out there, we've got 60,000 leaflets to give away, we've got loads of wristbands to give away all the stuff and we've got 84 large vinyl banners to put on 84 separate bridges around the UK and 84 is a number of um, suicides every day, male suicides worldwide so it needs it needs talking about it needs spreading and that's what we're trying to do this week and we're going to get out there and and really hammer it we've been in all sorts of i mean i've got a patient examiner tonight another one of the facilitators robbie's got another patient examiner um yorkshire post are covering it rfm are covering it i'm off to capital radio tomorrow to do a piece on it um that's going to be going out on the adam and jojo show so that'll be decent and on there they, they share the news with Heart FM to Capital so they'll be going out on both their news programmes um, there's stuff going on in, with TV and radio in Scotland stuff in the North East stuff down South so it really is far and wide the Pulse are going to put something on as well so we're just getting it out there hammering it out there and, and spreading the word and as Luke says who started it all if, if it reaches one man and saves him happy day so that's what it's about just saving one man um monday we had record numbers at our clubs on monday night the previous record was just short of 600 and we absolutely smashed it to bits on monday we got 660 guys through the doors that's awesome so it's growing it's growing fast mm. it will end up in every town and city eventually but at the moment we're on 21 it will be 22 when glen Rolls opens very soon um, so yeah, it's spreading. So keep if you see stuff on Twitter and Facebook, just keep liking and sharing, and you never know, it might just reach that one person who needs to see it. Fantastic. Anything about HSK? Uh, still going strong. Um, got a lot of money to spend, haven't we? So we've got to spend it wisely. There's a, there's a different pressure to it now, rather than scrimping and saving to 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 be able to do things. We've now got the pressure of actually having money to do things and we need to make that money last as long as possible and do everything right and the volunteers are still being as brilliant as ever the public are still being as brilliant as ever um, Look North are coming to do a piece on us for that as well so that's spreading the news and it's just uh, they're just the, the two absolutely fantastic organisations and just very proud to be part of them and hopefully we'll keep those going so anything you see out on Twitter or what have you please just like it and share it because it just helps us massively Hi, I'm Sean Jarvis, and my favourite goal has to be from one of my friends, which is Tony Cars, and of course that left foot there. Okay, so uh, we um, sent a couple of tweets out asking for questions, and... Uh, one of our regulars, Mike at Terrier Seven and Two, sent a tweet in earlier in the week. Neil and you said add it to the add it to the agenda. So this is what we've done. So Mike says, would love to know your views on if the club need to move on the players from the Wagner era and rebuild, even if it means going down to League One. You know what? Can I just put, put in there? No. I, if I were a wa- from the Wagner era, I would want it to have gone because for a new fresh start, I, I would want to be gone. I was surprised how many had gone. That was Tommy Smith all over, wasn't it? 
apparently. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that. You know, I just thought it was the end of something. If yeah. I were a player for Huddersfield Town, mm. we that yeah. I would have wanted out. And I agree because how Trapped how do you emulate yeah. how do you emulate yeah. what's been achieved? You can't. Yeah, and I think that's half of the problem. You see, because I think there's guys there that wanted out, didn't get out. And they play. I know. Yeah, they should play the period. All this. Lot, to, blah, to be blah, fair, blah. we, we sort of. It, it was a great question. That's why I wanted it putting in. But we've sort of covered it earlier on with what Simon was saying about you know Schindler with the captaincy and Organ. We've we've semi covered it there, and these these lads are just they're just scared, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They're scared, and it don't make them bad footballers. And Schindler and Og have. I put Kachunga in that bracket as well. Yeah, absolutely. He, he yeah, kind of but they, they, they have been, they have been phenomenal for us from from minute they came in, and mm. I think to expect that form to carry on for so long is a big ask, and especially when it's surrounded by all this. Well, it's just awful at minute, isn't it? Let's be fair. There's no, there's no good to say at that time. We've got four wins in fifty seven. We keep banging it, but. I remember saying in the, in the last season because the debate were there and a lot of people saying, "Oh, I hope we can keep them all, etc." But I, I, I remember saying it. I really was a bit worried because it's all right keeping them, but are they gonna? Do they a want to be there? But the big question, I suppose, is: is it a matter of just like they don't want to be there, or is it just the confidence, or is it a bit of both? Because there's no signs of these kind of players where we know were exceptional, you know, a couple of seasons ago, clicking into any gear and stuff like that as well. But. I've, I don't know, mate. It's My caveat to it all would be that Hogg and Smith were key parts of Chris Powell's team. And I just think a good manager, the right manager, who can get players on side, have the right level of charisma, a plan, which is more than anything, good man management. And I think a, a, some of them will be brought round and they could go forward with a new man. But anybody who's poisonous wants to leave, move them on because they don't help been, anybody. Hogg and Smith, I mean, Hogg signed summer 2013. He's so, a fair bit. So, so to be a one club that long that's that's a hell of a spell in it six years you get a testimonial so yeah so <laughs> and it's it's unheard of in it now players in this era to be at a club yep. for that long so for him to be here six years maybe it's time for him to move on and have a change you know Schindler I think that there won't be a dry eye the day Christopher Schindler leaves Huddersfield Town because he will and not just for the penalty but just for being Chris Schindler, he oh, has been. Handsome he is. Right, even taking away all that fun stuff, he's, he's just been a bloody great servant as a centre half, as a man. He's he been be, epic. The way he's conducted himself. Yeah, absolutely kind of flawless. You, when they were all coming out last season crying about this and crying about that and wanting to leave and what to do this and I'm talking to agents, you never heard that from him. You never heard that from Adam Moy. You never heard a, a, a whisper from those two or Chris Lerver. Nothing. So Chris the, did yeah, go in the end, yeah. But he did so it right, you know, th- those players leave. You can't get rid of everyone, I. though, can you? That's the thing. And apart from really Grant, everyone else has like been. Pan- it's the Wagner era. Maybe it's the ones in the other era. That's the issue. You know, well, not obviously Wagner's in the second season, but it's just. I, I think it's trying to say the promotion season and the plus season. But a lot of it stems. It, it stems yeah. back to to transferring after Chelsea. Yeah. And we've spoke about it a million times. At end of the day, it was absolutely woeful, and that's a massive percentage of the reason why we are where we are that, now though, boys. We're, we're in big trouble aren't we yeah well, I'll we're move I'll move trouble. this on because the, the follow up to that was from uh, Chris Sandys who says what would be the pros and cons of a return to League One I'm wondering if so much damage is done that a further drop and deconstruction may be necessary before a comeback can be made I'd like to hear your thoughts on that I'll throw a caveat into that before he does so many of us us included on here we're looking forward to this season 
because it'd be nice to see us get back in and compete again and yeah, put a smile on faces work, and other yeah. and we're yeah. not no. so be careful what you wish yeah. for doing it again yeah. I don't. Not, not for me I'd, I'd rather struggle whole season and I'll stop tell you up what, and re, then rebuild than at the start of the season we were saying compete and, and I, can, I can hear people yelling I compete <laughs> we were Premier League I think I'd give anything to compete now and that as well yeah. this is how bad it's getting we're just looking to compete not get back up not mid-table just Get stay up and compete. It's it's come it's as bad as that now, really. You know, the next two fixtures got Sheffield Wednesday at home, West Brom away. Yeah. They're they're difficult it, games yeah, as well. well. Difficult yeah. games. Well, and then, fan said to me yesterday, "says you'll be looking to get a point out of them yeah. too." Well, yeah, I'm like, probably right. And then you go into Millwall and Stoke. The next two games, well, they're massive, aren't they? Kind of <sighs> Millwall and Stoke, crikey, kind of where the t- tables are at the moment. Kind of uh, you need to be winning at least one of them, you'd imagine. Mm. So I think in terms of going down to League One, neg- I don't see any positives in it at all. Uh, negatives, you, you'll get a reduction in the crowd. Of, you'll the get fam- a reduction yeah. in revenue in terms of commercials, TV, um, the infrastructure. You know, you won't be able to improve the infrastructure because you don't have the money to do it. You won't be able to bring in good players to replace the ones that leave. And then you add in that some of the players that are on big money from the Premier League will still be there. They'll still get the incremental down. But if you're pulling in about three or four million pounds a year and you've got someone on 18, 19 grand a week in League One, it soon disappears. So Did there Wolves is, get straight back up? They did, but we would if we didn't went straight back down. Down, down. We would still get a fifteen yeah. million parachute payment, which would help a bit. But there is no positive in going down to League One for me. Oh, and I think we'd be having hard. the same managerial conversation as well. Yeah, if it, yeah. whoever comes in, if, if they oversee a relegation, then inevitably we all be sat around this table talking about pop, who's the yeah. next candidate. But yeah. we're going to have to do a lot before Christmas. What we've got because obviously the window open. So the big question is, do you, you guys, is with what we have there available and a new manager, can he? Get it going because he's got, he's got to find four or five yeah. wins this side of Christmas. Yeah, it's just massive. It's massive. We get get them and that's probably well. more. Yeah, the trouble is you can read out any team to be honest now, and, and I won't be like confident of facing them. I was looking the other day. We've got Preston away where we always do well there, and you know <sighs> and, and other stuff. And <laughs> yeah, but I suppose you, you just saw kind of Luton. They won it. I know they're used to winning last season, but. They won at Barnsley and come into that game with a lot of confidence and then won again, so it can quickly turn around. But that, that showed as well the yeah. fact that they went one nil down yeah. and came back and beat yeah. us. Yeah, they're managing. You know, they're buzzing out there. What, what gives yeah. me a little hope is that we've we tend to lose by one goal, so we're, we're close. We're yeah, not we're a not million miles, miles away. It just you just hope that. And we've got a striker who's scoring. We need a bounce. We just we, we, we do, need yeah. someone else to score. Never mind him. We do, but, but we've got a striker who's scoring. And but, if you've got the odd goal coming elsewhere, and you look at last last year. Mm. Not that it's not a striker's scored. Absolutely awful. We did Mooney Gay get two. Departure and none. Big Lazar got none. Mm. So between them. Hey, <laughs> <Ule, ule. laughs> yeah. you're bad from that. Um but yeah, they, they got two between them. We've already got a striker. We're sitting next to bottom at league. We've not we've how many points? One. We haven't won a game yet, we've got a striker on four goals. Right. It's not been great, so let's have a look at times when when times were good, Cosy. Now Darren Bullock. It's the last penalty, and if he scores from this, they are through to the final. And Huddersfield are there. Darren Bullock is the hero. In goes Robbins. Coming from the free kick, taken short to Brown, and Robbins making a dart across the face of the defenders, a perfect header. Jepson's there, Billy's in, the goal! 
Right, so we're looking back at those other days, 1979-1980, glorious year, Neil reckons it was the year before he started going, but I think he might know a couple of these players. At 79-80, we drew away at Scunthorpe, one all, and a man who scored that day from the right of midfield, one of the big man's favourites of all time. Being Brian Stanton, I'm getting up and going home now. It is Brian Stanton in front of 2,500, Huddersfield were third in the league, Cosy, where is Brian Stanton at this very moment in time. Uh, Brian Stanton. I should say while you're looking through the book that this book uh, was provided very kindly by Lee Morris and if you do fancy this book of Where Are They Now you can get that from Waterstones and Amazon. Brian was born in Liverpool in Lancashire. Uh, he played at Bury. It's sad to see them go. Well, your town Wrexham on loan and finished his career at Rochdale for 12 years. Probably a Rochdale legend. He originally worked as a carpenter and then he signed for Bury in 1976 and signed for town in the 79-80 promotion season. He played a key part in the 79-80 and 82-3 seasons and remained at the club until 1986. He also wrote a place in football history when he scored four goals against Bradford City in Richard Cosmala's cool. first ever game and he's just dead butt of the microphone uh, <laughs> holding the record for the fastest hat-trick scored by a player who is not a forward. Stanton left the club in 1986 and spent two years at Rochdale before retiring, going on to work for Bury Councillors. A gypsy is an officer. And he's even got his own emoji. <laughs> the moustache, yeah. Later taking on the same role at Bolton Council. He's still at Bolton Council, but he's now working as an officer. And even went on a Millbridge bus. Don't say that, but yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. What a man, what a man, what a man. What was so good about Brian Stanton, Neil, for those of us who've not seen him? It wasn't just Brian Stanton. When he played, he played in front of Malcolm Brown. And they were your classic marauding pair, pair of them. They were a nightmare to play against. Both both very, very forward. Both in your face. Stanton played on right wing, but equally adept with his left foot. He'd cut in, scored a lot of goals with his left foot, scored a lot of goals right foot. He always made loads of space for Malibound overlap. He got a lot of goals as well, did Malcolm Brown. And they were, they were just oh, proper football. Absolutely brilliant. It was great to see them two piling now in front of East Terrace. The page has just opened Brilliant. up. Kevin Sharp, left back. Do we talk yeah, about him? Probably no. going to say that. We'll go. We'll fast forward Move to. Uh, yeah, Brian Stanton, absolute legend. My favourite player of all time. And so, also scored in my first game when I went. Ah, there we go. So in 1994, so we're looking as well at the 94 95 season. 25 years since we were promoted under Neil Warnock as well this year. Andy Booth's got a hat trick away at Plymouth. I don't know if you'll, either you guys will remember this one. No, I, I didn't go to this. One three nil, yeah. Three nil. Andy Booth hat trick. I think he scored left foot, right Plymouth. foot header. Weather atrocious. So the right. the perfect hat trick, left foot, right foot header. We know where Andy Booth is, so there's no point, <laughs> no point doing that. But Cosy, from that squad was a bricky, not called Lauren, but called Richard Logan. Who we signed, for, I believe, from Gainsborough. What's what's going on with Richard Logan these days? Someone will remember him as the man who scored at Wembley in 1994. He scored his first goal. first goal for us at Wembley in front yeah. of uh, about 50,000 people, wasn't it? Yeah. Born in Barnsley, 1969. He played at some prestigious clubs like Worsborough Bidgeville Athletic, Belper Town, Gainsborough Trinity, Huddersfield Town, Plymouth Argyle, Scunny, Lincoln, Gainsborough Trinity on loan. Finished his career at Gainsborough. Logie, 
<laughs> Signed from Gainsborough Trinity in 93 and managed to break into Warnock's team towards the end of the 93-94 season. The Yorkshireman played in the final ever game at Leeds Road and is one of only four time players to score at Wembley Stadium. Logan returned to his original profession and as a bricklayer now runs his own successful building company, Richard Logan Developments in his native Barnsley. I liked him because he cost nothing but... He were like... He's long-throwing yeah. with one arm. Well, how do Warnock pick these guys? They're incredible. He signed, they were guys coming from nowhere. Can you remember can you remember some of those players he signed? Like John Whitney from Winsford. <laughs> there were loads. <laughs> Darren Bullock. Darren Bullock's a standout. Yeah. Do you remember the uh, the striker that where it didn't quite go so well? Craig Whittington. Yeah. Even Ronnie Jepson were a rough diamond. Yeah, and he, he turned him into the player he was. Mm. Fantastic times. So let's get, let's get back when in. When we used so, to win... So let's get back to uh, just to fi- finalise on some of the questions we've had through on on Twitter. Right, so we've had Johnny G three six one seven says try and bring our town fans back down to reality, install some positivity. after you. Got any beer? I do not believe these town fans saying this is the worst position they've ever seen, town, uh, unless they're only five years into the supporting tenure. Do you remember a time where you were more frustrated than this? No, it's all relative, isn't it? It's all relative. Under Wadsworth, it was absolutely dreadful, but the club were in, you know, possibly going under. Um, that then we were reborn with Jack Quint Bottom League, which was arguably one of the best seasons ever witnessed as a fan. This has just been, for the level we're at, or were at, that were like the unbelievable thing happening, wasn't it? We never thought we'd see that. And I, in fact, I put some out on Twitter again the other day. What would, would we have been better off? If yeah. Jonas Lossel mm. hadn't made that save at Chelsea. Yes. I think it's the, the pace at which things have deteriorated. It's kind of most alarming. Yeah, we're, we're, we're plummeting, aren't we? Season, yeah. season and a half. Yeah. I think the thing, for, thing for me, you know, them teams under Wadsworth and, uh, you know, Jacko, 50 pence. We've got players who have been 8 million, 10 million on thousands of thousands of pounds. That's what's hurting me. We've got people paid I, that, that's why. Money. That's why people are fed up and cheesed off because they see these players who we couldn't have dreamed of signing. If, if you would no. have told us the day we got promoted that we were going to be back in championship in two years' time, but you're going to have two wingers that cost us 20 million quid combined. You're going to have an attacking midfielder that cost us 10 and 11, a centre forward that cost 10 and 11, a, a centre half that it's cost amazing. us 17. Hmm. And we'll, we'll and at this moment in time, we're next to the bottom of the league, staring league one in face. You'd have laughed. You'd have said, "Don't be ridiculous, not happening." But there's an argument to say the team that went up, uh, well, it's not even an argument; it's fact, mm. isn't it? The team that went up mm. would wipe floor with this lot, isn't it? I get what he's saying, but when it we were saying it last year, when he clicked that turnstile, you want to believe we've got a chance of winning a game of football. Yeah. And I'm afraid it's uh, it's not going. To, it's way, like a disease. It? it must be a condition. Yeah. There must be a condition for it. And we've seen some of the Wolves go. Straight through, and I don't think everybody mocking mocking us and slagging us off all over Twitter and stuff helps. Yeah. I get why people do it. I, I I do fully understand it. It's frustrating, but in the situation we're in, just back off, let them sort it out, and see where we end up. And then, you know, if we do go down again, say your piece by all means, but just back off them a bit a minute, and you know, let's try and build it up. But on like say caveat to that is, I still don't blame people for doing it either because it's a mess. I think in terms of positivity, I think kind of we spoke about earlier, Jaden Brown's been a success in a couple of games he's played and yeah. I'd quite like to see a few more of the kids giving a go almost, um, where we're at right now. So Lewis O'Brien started the season well but has now yeah. found himself out of the team and yeah. talk about Hogg kind of he's kind of um 
below par performances lately. Give Lewis O'Brien a go, put him in there, see what he can do. He did well at Bradford last season, albeit in a in a poor team, but might as well back these kids because it can't get any worse. Yeah. I actually had a, look, had a look today at um, free agents, people who we can still sign now. Danny Williams? Hmm. I think he's a, looks like an Instagram model. But you've got Danny, Danny Simpson. Yeah, I'd have him. Leicester. Um, can't remember if it's Marcus or Martin Olsen that were at Swansea. And they're both free. Left back. <laughs> they're both available. Yeah, yeah, both available. And then you've got, I mean, to be fair, you're looking at that list. I looked through today, Joe Ledley, James Morrison. You know, they, they, these are these are players who, could they make a difference? Bloody right, they could, in, in my opinion. So I think if it took I, on, a, on a deal to the end of the season, as a, as, a, as a short stopgap, I think. Well, it's like James day, Morrison's been there, done that. At the end of the day, all those players are currently earning nothing. They're not earning a penny. You know, Danny Simpson won, won Premier League what, three, three, three years ago. Won Premier League. He, you know, he's, he's still got a lot to offer somebody, hasn't he? Olsen, a lot of injuries, but, you know, we need a left back, don't we? To, you know, Jaden Brown's doing well, but we still need another because we have only got Jaden Brown. Mm who's an out-and-out out proper left-back. So I, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see a couple enter the building. Don't get your hopes up, but I'm just, I don't know, I just would. I've just got a feeling. So one question from Colin Franchak's interesting. is is uh, given the paucity of sporting directors available in the game and Huddersfield Town proving to be a stepping stone for those that exist, uh, do we need to look at grooming someone from within the club or a former player for the role? Could you think of anybody <coughs> that you would like to see I know we've got Julian Winter, haven't we, in one, but could you see anyone? Honestly, don't know, because we don't... Let's be fair, all of us sat around this table don't know exactly what that rolling you know, consists of. So it, it's hard to say, yeah, so-and-so mm. be good for that, so-and-so be good for that. And if David Webb's here for two years and he gets pinched by somebody else, let's hope that's because he's done a bloody good job while he's here. And because that's let's be fair, that that's how you get pinched by by doing a good job. The so. only thing I'd say Hodge, to Hodgkinson's that as well. Hodgkinson when he came out and said didn't he, that in some internal candidates had applied. Um, I presume Josh Marsh. Presume Josh Bass for that one. Vinkler maybe obviously did a similar role at Barnsley. Um, I mean Josh Marsh, from hearing the the club seems to be held in quite high regard. I think we all I think we all want to know more about Josh Marsh. Don't let's be honest. I think so. It'd be interesting. Come yeah, on, we're not going to lose this week, and I thought no positive. Go on. This weekend we won't get beat, I'd guarantee Way. you. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? Well, but there we go. Uh, Weber and Wilson moved for money and titles. Just I pr- I, Phil Hodgkins just strikes me as someone who values staff. Um, I think if David Webb does a good job, that he'll be valued and hopefully that'll entice him to stay. Uh, but if someone, if someone bigger poaches him, then it is what it is. Players, it happens with players, it'll happen with good stuff. Next two games being live on TV, is that good or bad? I don't want anyone else to see how crap we are, to be honest. Or does it really not matter? <laughs> don't, don't really matter. I'm positive I think again. What, what I would say is, playing on Sunday, yeah. if the results on Saturday go against us, We're potentially, um, some of the clubs around us win, then actually that puts on more pressure. Um, positive for me, is both on as Sunday. As, as, yeah, re- as record, on Sheffield Wednesday is not exactely great. Well, on Sunday with Ace Neil, though. We're not good on Saturday. I'm clutching here, aren't I? <laughs> it was Thomas Epworth tweeted in and said uh, the only positives from this season so far. And I think Jaden Brown and Lewis O'Brien, what you mentioned, are positive. We've got a director of football. I'd like to O'Brien back inside, definitely. Yeah, um, there are a few positives. You have to reach for them a little bit, but the, the young players have come through quite well. We, we won't start fully seeing the fruits of David Webb's work until 
by probably, 18 months. Yeah, at, well. at, least, at least this time next year. Mm. Um, one for you, Cosy. Um, Graham Ellis, I think you might go see him in Spain at some point. He's uh, taken his, uh, his handiwork and done one over to uh, the south. Uh, he said, a discussion about the benefits of the Premier League to football in general. The only people that really benefit are the players and their agents. Everyone else just gets sucked along shelling out brass to pay for overly inflated wages. I think that links to, is the Premier League all that? And I think that's something that you're quite thoughtful of at times. Well, look who's top two at the moment. <laughs> and what are we? It's exciting, it's isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. And then let's see if we can get these Champion League spots and, and what have you. But... Yeah, I mean, if you ask a Sheffield United fan if, if they were in the room, I'm sure they'd be very excited with it. I mean, you had to watch a wee bit of envy, didn't you, on Saturday coming back from I haven't watched Chelsea. any Premier League football, I'll be honest. Yeah, unbelievable comeback. Zuma putting his own net away and going absolutely nuts to the back in the Premier yeah, League. Yeah, that's what it's all yeah, about. Yeah, that's it? what... You've got to remember that. It's just gone sour for us, really, and that as well. And uh, I find it interesting now. I think Watford have had a poor start and... Even though last season I think they finished spent a lot of money as well, haven't they? Yeah, but these on borrowed time and stuff. It'd be interesting to see if Bournemouth ever start kind of because their fans will be like wanting Europa League probably next season and stuff. They won't forget the begging buckets were out like 10 years ago and what have you. But I just think it is the place to be still. But I think I think what makes me laugh is like when teams are dropping out of it. There's not there's more ending up. Where does and Stoke are, I think, then teams are kind of trying to come back. I mean, West it's Brom... It's becoming a Premier League graveyard, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and that's well. I mean, Swansea is an interesting one, isn't it? Obviously, they had a right wind down the road the other day. Yeah, and they seem to after turned... a lot of problems. Yeah, I think you mentioned it, Matt. You were kind of said they seem to have kind of recruited well and obviously lost the, the manager. Man- it's but... the managers. They seem to pull yeah. out managers from yeah. good managers all of a sudden. After having uh, Clement and Carvajal, they seem to have got their act together a little bit there and yeah. be a good blueprint to follow on those. But I, I still wish we were in it, but... It didn't. It bothered me that it didn't really bother me when you know TV coverage didn't really. Get. We're on TV more now than when we we were there, weren't we? I don't. Why we keep getting picked for live games? It's incredible, isn't it? God knows. I think Middlesbrough and Blackburn have been moved as well recently, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. It's something uh, about seven games on, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I think we're only on nine times in Premier League. Last <laughs> ten. Yeah, I think it was Burnley and someone else were ten. Yeah. Um, We'll finish off with the final question from Matthew Davies. Uh, what's your expectation for the next five games? What do you expect going into these five games, Simon? Uh, I'd like to see a new manager in place as soon as possible. I think we all kind of agree on that. I think the next two games, Sheffield Wednesday and West Brom, will be, be quite difficult. But I'm really looking at kind of Millwall at home um, at the back end of uh, back end of September as a, as a must-win game. I think we need to get some points on the board there. Um, and, just, and just to kind of a bit of positivity kind of try and get the, the fans back behind the the, the team um, try and play some kind of forward thinking attacking football I think we all accept it's, it's not going to turn overnight but we do need a bit of new manager bounce um, that kind of so many clubs have had in the past and, and not us seemingly um, so yeah kind of uh, whilst the, the kind of expectations of the new manager uh, and I want him a bit of time time's not necessarily something we've got buckets of um, kind of going into the season I read a text conversation on the way home from Luton with somebody and that as well. I, says, don't, I don't really feel the rage or the madness like I used to kind of coming out. I don't know if it's because scoffers death, whether because we've lived the dream and everything's kind of maybe downhill from there and that as well. And and person kind of put back to me says, I don't feel kind of the love for the for the group of players that I used to do. And but it's nothing that a good new manager and a few new players that 
you know, and wins wouldn't change in that as well. So for my, the answer to the, your question for me is just just having that love for Huddersfield Town. It's horrible to see. I know what Twitter's like. We've seen, you know, in the past, some of the stuff that's written, but it just seems to be all the good work that we've built up, the fan base and what have you. We knew that we were going to lose some once we're in that Premier League, but I just think if it keeps going like it is, we're going to be back to 12, 13,000. And then the inter, inter-fighting and stuff, the, the, the people mocking the, the players, the... I think only wins can get that though back. I just think Don't it, I think this new this kind of this squad we've got at the moment is very difficult to relate to. You look at people like M. Benz and yeah, Carby and yeah. if you compare them to people like Danny Schofield and Gary Roberts that have gone before, there's kind of a an element of kind of being able to relate to their stories and kind of seeing kind of them grow in, in, in their footballing careers and we haven't really got that anymore. Yeah. Is that when people come on that Wednesday game, do do they think that? We're going to win or not? No, it's bad that, isn't it? It's, it's sad it's got to that. And we're only, what, mid-September, isn't it? You know, not even that, are we? And God, it's... Uh, what an exciting, uplifting podcast. This is the <laughs> Can I get a new muscle Saturday, pal? <laughs> <laughs> it's, but you've just got to call it as it is. And we were winning on Saturday against like a team who was League, league 2 the other year when we were in the Prem and we lost. And I'm afraid you can talk all you want, and we do, but we need to see some action. Right, so thank you everybody for getting in touch and thank you again to AKLD for sponsoring this episode. And Strong debut there, Mr Shaw. Indeed. Uh, we'll, be, and we'll be back next week and uh, Simon, thank you very much and hopefully you see much. you again. Cheers, Paul. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the flame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Pate's got a chance. Pate scores! Jack Pate scores! Heffel is in there! Smith scores for Northfield Town! 3-2 Town! Forrest Jerry, Danny Ward saves! Danny Ward saves! The quatch was in, round the hair! 2 0 on a field town! Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance!